Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with my host, Rick Warren, who's going to be joining me tonight. And we are going to be talking about what, Rick? Tell me. It's going to be a segment concerning premonitions um, and also dream sets and um, basically things that happened prior to 9-11. So what we're going to be discussing is the possibility that some of these people prior to 9-11 knew that there was something going to happen or they were going to die or there was something really uh, of great importance that was going to take place and they felt this, correct? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think causes that? Do you think there is like a higher emotional uh I guess sensitivity in the air when something bad is going to happen where people actually feel it, you know, do, is, is there like, uh, like some sort of electromagnetic field that increases during, uh, something like this where there's so much, uh, hurt and pain and that kind of a thing. what, What do you think causes this? You know, Eddie, I'm not really sure, but I know that it, it affects us all. Uh, I don't care if you're male, female, what race you are. And it extends all the way into the animal kingdom. I um, was uh, looking at some of the uh, uh, facts and some of the figures that was I was going over. And um, it, it was like um, a lot of the um, a lot of the animals prior to that night or that day for the whole week were acting up. And... Um, there's just things that that just boggles the mind, Eddie, when it comes to what kind of circumstances, be they catastrophic or anything like that in the realm of premonition, so to say, what actually happens during that time. Hmm. Rick, can you do me a favor? Can you turn your mic up a little bit? Uh, we've got some people uh, on the chat saying that your audio is just a little bit low. If you can crank it somewhat. There we go. How about that? All right, everybody out in the audience, if you hear him, let me know how his audio is doing. Rick, give him a quick count and uh, get up close to your mic and see what it sounds like. Well, give me 35, 35 and a quarter. What about 35 going 75? What about a 50 going 70? Sold to America. How about that? You know, it sounds like you have done that for a living, my brother. It really does. That is cool. I, I know who to hire where I'm going to auction something off. I, I've got this down here. <laughs> I hope it's better. I got it. I, I, I turned it up a little bit on the, on my other stuff and the mic too. So maybe I'm coming in better. Uh, you sound great over here on my end. I have no, uh, no problem hearing you. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, so many times we hear in the world of the paranormal that things can, uh, that when, when there's like a lot of stress or something that's bad, that's going to happen. A lot of people are very sensitive to this kind of a thing and they feel it. They feel it like down deep. It's almost like when you talk to somebody who is going to die, somebody who may be terminally ill and they want to call everybody together and say their goodbyes and they tell you, you know, this is it. I, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pass away. And the next thing you know, after they've seen 
everybody they wanted to see, they pass away. You know, it's like That's they hold. Exactly right. It's like they hold off until they're able to say their goodbyes. It's almost like. Uh, it, it's almost like it's it's a a feeling of your time is over, your time is up. Just like sometimes, you know, somebody may be leaving on a trip, they may be going somewhere, and they have this insane need to talk to their friends or family and tell them goodbye before they leave. And then for whatever reason, yep. something bad happens, and that was the last time they spoke to them. I mean, what what would cause that? I mean, is there like an energy in the air? Is that like something like a, maybe we have an internal clock that we can feel when our time is up? I mean, what do you think that is? I had an I had a friend of mine. He lost his wife. He had been married thirty some years together. Uh, he had been coming down to our place of business for quite a long time. I knew this gentleman. He was one of the him and his wife were the epitome of marriage. I mean, epitome of just a long life together and happiness together. And um, his wife all, all of a sudden got sick and died. And I had never seen him go. And I, in fact, I know two people that this has happened now, that their spouses have left them. And within two weeks or a month or even just a, maybe a couple of months or something like that, I went out to his house just to try to talk to him and comfort him and everything else like that. And he looked at me, Eddie, and he goes, Rick, he goes, my time's near. And he's, I just want to thank you for coming out and talking with me. So that means a lot to me. But he goes, I'm going to go be with mama. It's like and he knew. That, he, he knew, didn't yeah, he? He felt it. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. And uh, he said, I'm just going to shake your hand and... Uh, he goes, don't feel sorry. Don't be sad. He goes, I'm glad we got to know each other, and uh, this is goodbye. And within one week of me going out to visit him, he was gone. Isn't that just incredible? I mean, it, it's still, it, it bewilders me to this day that uh, people can actually feel when their time is near. They, they know it. Yeah. Um, what I was looking at because we we did we just did uh, a commemoration on 9/11. Uh, what brought this up to my attention was the fact there were so many, so many Eddie that had called home, or or the the night before, or even had went to the attorney a week before that happened and changed their wills, changed everything legally that was to be going on with their kids and wife and everything because like you said, they knew. And uh, more than one said that uh, the wife of this one gentleman that uh, went down on flight 93 said that she had never seen him act that way, but, but, but he knew that something was coming up. He just felt it in his spirit. He couldn't sleep uh, at night sometimes, but he was good with it. He knew that he had preparations and that he had taken care of his family and everything else that needed to be taken care of. And uh, that morning when he left to get on that plane was the last time they, they uh, were able to uh, kiss each other and say goodbye. Yeah, and you hear this so many times that people actually sense and know when their time is up. It's like, it's like an internal alarm clock that is going off telling you your time is coming up you better say your say goodbye because you're you're fixing to leave this earth 
And then so many times shortly after that, people receive phone calls or some sort of message from the deceased. Right. That exactly, you know, and just talk to them and they don't even realize that they're, that person's deceased. Not until later. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. The amount of stories that you hear concerning this. I mean, it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, we have people now that, um, I mean, even now, as far as um, still writing in and talking about the premonitions, and I don't know if they would fall under premonition or exactly how you would categorize these type of feelings and these types of emotions that go through these people that know that right. um, something is happening, something is in the air. I know that within the last six months, I'm going to say that, um, I've had that feeling as far as something spiritually, a a spiritual awakening, uh, not only, um, it's, it's, it's around the world. It's It's happening around the world that there is a spiritual awakening coming to a lot of different people and a lot of different cultures and, and different, uh, aspects of what spirituality is to the people. Right, exactly. And real quick, uh, Rick, I want to say hello to, uh, some of our, uh, audience that we have out here. We have Darren Wedlock out here. Hey, Darren, how's it going, man? Glad he could make it. Uh, Rachel Hem- Hem- Hemby? Hemby, uh, Hemby. Yeah. Hemby. Yeah, we got her. Uh, pleasure uh, having you out here always. Uh, then we have uh, Nana Nana. <laughs> <laughs> and, of, Nana Nana. and of course, we have Sonia Barber. Sonia, always a pleasure to have you out here. And then we've got Justin oh. Crane. Who uh, he played lead on uh, the sizzle reel that we did of Anunnaki, and uh, he okay. he actually played Austin on on Anunnaki. So uh, Justin, glad to have you out here, brother. Appreciate you being here, and I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who jumped in. Uh, also, real quick, uh, you know, we apologize. We were a little bit late tonight getting on here. We had some. Serious technical difficulties with my shitter net, of course, as always. <laughs> uh, they're going to have to get something better out here but in, instead of this kite string. I mean, uh, you know, I don't mind the kite string for internet, but it's getting kind of old on occasion. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what took us a little bit of time to get on here. We had to boot and reboot and boot and reboot the... Uh, doing that to the computers and also onto the to the network system, trying to get this thing to connect properly so that I actually had enough bandwidth to even say hello. I mean, because before, what was it, Rick? It was I was having like a 15, 20 second lag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah at least it was that. terrible. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we just want to thank everybody for being on here. Also, if everybody would do me this great big favor and share the live stream right now of Paranormal Analytical on your page. We'd appreciate that very much. Let's get some people in here and get some conversations happening and find out who has had an experience, like Rick was talking about, dealing with premonitions. And also, uh, if they knew anybody who ever told them that they were going to pass or they were going to die or knew that something was going to happen and it all came true. you know. So please go ahead and... uh, Put this out on your pages. We'd appreciate it. If you shared this, let's get as many people on here as we can. Darren also says, hey, Rick, what do you mean spiritual awakening awakening more specifically? 
So get into more specifics of that there, Rick. Okay. Uh, Darren, what's happening is that we're seeing a lot, not only the churches, but we're seeing a lot of spiritual groups. And, and I don't mean just your uh, religiosity. I mean deep, deep spiritual uh, people that are having an awakening within themselves because of what's going on. For whatever reason, there is a shift in the polarity as far as a deeper spirituality that is happening, not only to these cultures, but to uh, people that were once pretty jaded as far as spirituality. I know uh, personally three or four people that that have come uh, almost full term in the essence of saying they're becoming more spiritual because of what the world is going through right now. The tension, um, the, the, everything that's going on in the world right now is, is negativity, negativity, negativity. And we have to turn to something we have to turn to. And this is what people are doing because we can't turn to the government. We can't turn to our preachers, so to speak, or our pastors because that's not the kind of religious, I mean, that's not the kind of spirituality that they want right now. They want something that's that's positive. They want something that's going to give them an affirmation of, of about life and, and their own spirituality right now. You know, what can you tell me as far as Native American beliefs concerning uh, premonitions and that kind of a thing, Rick? Those are something that, that we hold very, very close to our hearts and that it, it, we walk hand in hand. It's because of the spirituality that we so deeply uh, immerse ourselves in. Um, it's not so much a premonition to us as it is a vision. Okay, I know that a lot of people have heard that before as far as that you will dream dreams and see visions. And uh, that is even out of the biblical sense of the um, king James version of the Bible that, that you will dream dreams and see visions in the native American culture. We hold that very dear to us because there is coming in and there is a certain, uh, certain kind of uh, opening happening right now in what they call the veil. It is thinning. You can feel it. You can sense it. And that's what I mean about as far as a spiritual awakening, because there is a lot of different things going on in that spiritual world right now. And why, do you think it's actually increasing, you know, uh, more and more? I mean, because to me, the way it seems, it's like uh, it's an ever-increasing uh, energy that it, it doesn't stop, it doesn't slow down, and more and more people are starting to sense and feel that there's something going on around them. They just can't put their finger on it. And you hit it right on the head, Eddie. It is an energy. It is because, uh, for lack of words, we are energy, Eddie. We are the totality of what energy is. Because once we lose this human form and we lose our human body and everything else like that, we, we go back to being spirit, which is total energy. And that is something that has been taught since the beginning of time, not only through the Egyptian culture, uh, the Japanese believe in it, the Hindu, the Native American, all kinds of pe people believe in our energy as far as it being something that, that is very, it's tangible. I can feel when uh, somebody comes into a room 
and there's negativity about them. You feel it and you see it. And it's the same thing with spirituality in the world too, because now there's so much negativity, so much things that, that uh, even six, seven, eight-year-old kids are coming to mothers and fathers saying, I'm scared about what's happening. And when you have children at six, seven, and eight years old talking to mom and dad about and asking, what's going on, mom? What What's going on, dad? You know, I would hope that we have some answers for those kids because they need comfort just like we do. I agree. I mean, and it is, how would I put this? It's almost an incredible feeling when you sense these things that are going on around you and you really can't put a finger on it but at the same time you know there's something great happening and and it's uh you know and, and there's so many people that sense it either uh, stronger than others or or you know maybe a slight sensation but i think everybody has this ability it's just a matter to what degree and how much you actually you know work with learning more and more about it Exactly. Yeah. Every one of us said he had that sense and that ability to be in tune. And I don't mean in tune with uh, where you're going to be a guru or whatever you want to want to call it. But you're in tune with your own spirituality because that's what you are, spirit. Uh, So for a long time, even I got caught up in this world of um, materialism. Okay. I wanted the good car. I wanted the I, I, I wanted the best guitar. I wanted the uh, materialistical things, and I put aside my spirituality for the comfort of what uh, I could find for a little while out in that world and be happy with just being entertained for the sake of being entertained. And I starved my spiritual man. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. Every yes. one of us can starve our spiritual man. Yeah, I agree. Let me get to the uh, comments over here real quick. Irene Munoz says, yes, I felt something different. So, Irene, I guess you have a sense where you're feeling your surroundings and you can tell that there's something different going on in the air. You just can't put your finger on it. That's kind of the way I am right now. But it, it to me, and this is my own personal feelings, I'm feeling something more negative in the air. I don't know about you, Rick, but I'm feeling kind of like a negativity, like there's like it's the calm before the storm. There's something building, and you can feel that energy. You can feel that electricity around you. Um, Darren Wedlock says, yeah, it's been like that black dog, white dog fighting story you mentioned. I think people sense that there is far more behind what's going on. And and Darren, I, I think you're right. What do you think on that, Rick? I like that. I like that. Because, I like that. Um we have to be, we have to start being in tune with uh, not only um, our surroundings physically, but spiritually, because we have to be able to sit there and have a common denominator when it comes to being spiritually in tune. Because if we don't, we lose our way real quick, and Correct. we lose our way into that world of just basically nonchalance. Right. And Irene also says, she says, and time seems to be going by so fast. And oh, that's true. Yeah. I think that's more of your senses actually tuning into what's happening. And uh, Irene says, yeah, it's so true. Uh, Tom Rudisil, he says, uh, turning your intuition. 
tuning your intuition. So basically like tuning yourself into your surroundings and feeling what's actually going on around you. Uh, Sonia says on here, I always felt a few days prior to the event that something would happen to someone and even animals. And I know Sonia, she's got that intuition that she has built into her where she communicates with animals as well. So Sonia, yeah, I bet you get a lot of uh, information just kind of flooding in, you know, whenever there's something bad going to happen, because I know that you've got that ability, you know, especially dealing with animals and, and, and tuning yourself into the animals and what they're feeling and, and, uh, and in turn doing your work where you heal them. And so I bet you get all kinds of strange stuff flooding in. I mean, I, it's, I can't even imagine and uh and irene munoz uh agrees she says yes so yeah i mean we've uh we've got a lot of people here that i think uh, have abilities and you know some more than others and and i think that is a big deal when something of great magnitude was going to happen like 9 11 and i also want to pay our our respects and our tribute to all of those who have perished in 9-11 you know all the heroes that were out there trying to save people and all the people that died in, yes. in that event yes. you know from paranormal analytical to all of you you know we want to let all of you know that our hearts go out to you guys and and our prayers are always there and we will never forget what what took place i still remember what i was doing that very that very instant when that came across the tv exactly. and i was getting ready for work and it was a it was such a tragedy and I think that rested heavily on everybody's mind that whole day. And uh, th and that just in turn just carried out through the rest of the time. And I don't think it's ever gone away, you know. And I think all yeah. that energy, people still feel there in Manhattan uh, where the Twin Towers were. So, I mean, God bless all of there's you. Pe there's people, Eddie, that, that have got a hold of me uh, when I was talking to them about this as far as the premonitions and things like that. There's people that tell me that they cannot to this day even think about going up to to the memorial because they said they can hear the screams and they can still feel the spirits that are there in that location because that was a violent 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 death i don't care right. what happened it was just one of the most violent deaths you what could push somebody at being on the very top floors or even 10 stories down from the top floor to jump out of a building knowing that it was the ultimate time and the ultimate that was it you know what could you, you're it was such a dark place because of the fires and because of everything that was going on that i can't wrap my head around it eddie you know i think it all boils down to choosing your poison you know which way are you going to go out which poison are you going to take are you going to take the burning fire you're going to take the long drop down Either way, yeah, you know, uh, either way, you're probably going to perish. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what I would do, and I can't say that I I could get second guess somebody for what they did. Uh, I I know that people's will to survive is very strong, and I know people uh, probably jumped over there and said, you know what, I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to run through this fire and try and make it out. You know, maybe some did, maybe some didn't. You know, others were like, yeah. there's no way, it's too hot, fires are going to cook me. I'm just going to go out the window yeah. and, uh, you know, enjoy the view on the way down. I mean, what what can you say about something like that? I mean, just the desperation and the fear and the, and the hurt and the pain 
that people felt during that time. What a tragedy this whole thing was. You know, and it's so sad. It's so sad, Rick, to think of what these people went mm-hmm. through and what their families went through. And not only the ones that were in the building. Let's talk about the airlines, too. These people that were calling up their family members before these planes hit the tower oh, yeah. and before it hit the ground, telling them goodbye, telling their children yeah. goodbye, telling their loved ones goodbye. What a tragedy. And for what? For what? Exactly. Exactly. And this comes back to the premonitions too, Eddie, as far as the men and women. Um, there were people that were, like I said, rewriting wills a week, two weeks before this happened. There were people that were um, actually preparing themselves because they knew within themselves, they felt it. They could not get away from it. It was something that was tangible. It was something that was incredibly real to them, but they knew that they couldn't outrun it. They couldn't, they couldn't miss it. They couldn't, they were going to be a part of something. And that's the kind of um, transition that happens when we go from not only this physical self, but our spiritual into that realm of being um, spiritual again, spirit. Absolutely. I agree. And we're going to read into uh, some of the comments here. And then we're going to take a very, very, very short break. Rick, so uh, when we do that, I need you to answer your phone. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put on some music, which we're going to do something a little different. We're going to make this thing a little bit different here. Uh, We're going to kind of do it the way we did when we were actually doing the radio show with this right here. But uh, I want to get in here and talk about uh, uh, Sean Drake. He says, I was at work and we were being told... All kind of things. We thought we were at the beginning of World War III. I bet, Sean, you know, that was, I hear that a lot from a lot of people. And uh, we actually had explosions out here that people thought were uh, connected to the 9-11 and to war. And uh, they weren't connected, of course, but I was patrol on the street at the time. I was a police officer and uh, we had a large explosion and which blew out windows from houses across the highway and People really thought we were at war, and thank God we weren't, but it, it seemed that way. Uh, Irene Munoz says, I'm feeling uneasy a lot, like you said, the calm before the storm. Something is coming or going to happen. I agree with you, Irene, uh, and that's very uh, sad to say that I have to agree with you on that. I wish I didn't. Uh, believe me, I don't want to agree with somebody on something that dark, but it's true. Darren says, another example is when people can sense when a predictor has an eye on them, be it an animal or human. Um, predictor. Um, Darren, uh, elaborate a little bit more for that, would would you please? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Tom Rudisill says, uh, it's like that picture of the falling man. Uh, right, Tom. I, you know, and whenever I think of nine eleven, I think that picture of the falling man is what sticks in my mind. That that's that's what comes to mind immediately before anything else. It's just a picture of the guy dropping, and uh, just the uh, you could you know, what do you say about something like that? What was going through his mind, if anything? You know, probably family, probably his life. You know, just knowing that was it. You know, my God, I mean, it's just such a, it's a horrific event with such sadness. Uh, Tom also says, it's the passion to live and die at your means, not someone else's. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pick your, pick your poison, pick, pick your own way. 
You know, yeah. it's not going to be their way. It's your way. Uh, Tom, and uh, it's the passion to live and die means not theirs. Yeah, exactly. And Darren says, uh, sorry, I meant predator. Okay, so Darren meant predator. So uh, where Darren's talking here, another example is when people can sense when a predator has an eye on them, be it animal or human. Exactly. Well, you know there's something watching you and it's not right and it's going to be bad. So, yeah, I get that totally. All righty. So, uh, we're going to take a quick little break here and I'm going to pop up my little coffee break theme because, like I said, <laughs> we're going to do something a little bit different here and I'm going to play you guys a little bit of music while we do this. So, enjoy this. It's going to last exactly uh, three minutes and 32 seconds. So, if you want to drink, now's the time to get it and uh, we shall be back. But, Listen to this one. It's called The Werewolf's Cure. Do you believe that a man can be transformed into an animal? Even if it could happen in a person's mind. This is not my mind.
And we are back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our little bit of uh, punk rock type stuff going on there. Some uh, pretty decent music. What do you think there, Rick? Whoa, hang on a second. Here we go. Hold on, hold on, Rick. I'll get you, I'll get you. Hang on. Now talk. I said I liked it. I almost got up and did a couple of uh, native moves on you there on that drum beat. Boy, I'm telling you, that was cool, though. I enjoyed that. So, anyway, this is just a little something different that we're going to be doing. And uh, we're going to be uh, putting different music on once in a while and uh, taking a little two, three-minute break uh, halfway through the hour. And what do y'all think about that? Do y'all think that's pretty cool? And I mean, of course, this is this was just a werewolf thing. And, you know, we can get into more Halloween type stuff and really cool music. And if you have any music uh, from any of your friends that you would like to share with us, uh, of course, royalty free. Because, I mean, Facebook gets really pissed if we don't uh, do royalty free. Render uh, unto Caesar that which is Caesar. Uh, it's always bad. <laughs> so yeah uh yeah if you have anybody who who uh is in a band or has some music they want to put out uh send it to us make sure it's royalty free and we'll be happy to play it on here so we're going to start doing that on on the half hour of, of our hour show and uh that way we kind of uh give some notoriety some of the people that uh may want to come on board and uh talk with us or at least you know get their songs out here i mean we have no problem putting that out and uh, I'm going to be uh, getting Tom Rudisill on. He was wanting to come on and talk about a few things. So, as Tom, uh, I sent you a link. So, as soon as you join up, we'll bring you on. Until then, what we're going to do is we're going to go over some more of these other things here. On the comment section. Um, let's see here. Uh, we have Darren Wedlock. Let me get back over here where I left off. Uh, oh, we saw that one. And he said, or Sean uh, Drake says, things haven't been right for a while now, but especially since March, finds not being, let's see, since March, friends, I guess friends not being friends anymore, divorce rates are up. Uh, absolutely, Sean. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, I guess, getting cross with one another and uh, a lot of arguments starting up uh, between husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends and friends and that kind of a thing. But you know what? There's always something good that comes out of all of this in the long run. You've got to keep that in mind. Uh, for every friend you lose, you make more. Agreed. Uh, unfortunately, with relationships, if uh, something bad happens with a relationship, uh, normally something good will come out of it as long as you really push it to happen. He says, but I truly believe there's something bigger happening. Why are all, why are they keeping us apart or trying anyway? It's divide and conquer. Divide and conquer, brother. Yeah. And if they is. can divide us as a country, they will conquer us. And that's what they're doing. Um, he says, was I the only one that lost sound? Uh, I don't know. What kind of sound did you uh, lose there? And Sonia says think, that she I had think, sound. Uh, 
And uh, Irene says she had sound. Darren says he had sound. I think when we went on the break, there was a little little snitch there. <laughs> Irene says she likes it. She likes the idea of the music there, Rick. Hey, you, you've got a cool. band going on, don't you? Do what now? You have a band going on, don't you? Oh, I used to. Yeah, I, I play um, guitar and keyboards and vocals and things like that, that I've done that for almost 40 years now. I've been in country western bands and rock and roll and um, Sweet. all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. You got yeah. anything you can share? That's uh, Maybe later. Yeah, let me go. I wasn't prepared for that, so let me. Uh, I know you weren't. That was kind of a home. surprise, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah it was and, drop the bomb yeah <laughs> and then we got uh james here my brother james he's a fireman uh he he's also a, a ghost hunter he says good evening guys uh i can back sean with the uh, the divorce thing but i'm about five years past due it's just a paperwork thing now lol trust me i think we all been there at some point or another and i'm still waiting yeah. for tom to show up Let's see. Where is Tom? He said hey, Eddie, while we're taking that little break, they're waiting on him. I was going to ask the chat room if uh, <coughs> they, just like me, I don't know what's happening within the last two or three months, but my dreams are starting to be really, really out there. I mean, I don't know if it's, um, I just don't know why. But I mean, I wake up and I'm laying there at three or four o'clock in the morning going, what the was that? Yeah. And uh, I've had that happen probably, well, like last night and um, things like that. I'm I've, I've just wondering if uh, people in the chat have, have had their uh, dreams and their sleep, um, you know, segments. What's going on with our dream world now? Well, I can tell you as far as mine. Uh, the other night I was having some pretty vivid dreams and they were extremely far out there. Um, uh, it, it was, let's put it like this. They were very vivid, very real, uh, very freaky and nothing made sense. And right. uh, also I've been waking up a lot. I haven't been sleeping throughout the whole night. I've been waking up two or three times a night. Um just very anxious, uncomfortable, almost like right. I'm waiting for something. You ever had that feeling like uh, you're going to have an interview the following day and you're just real anxious about it and, you exactly. know, you didn't know if it was going to be good or if it was going to be bad. It was one of those type feelings where I kept waking up and kept waking up and kept waking up. And this is the way I've been for the last, what, maybe two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I was getting, uh, getting, uh, at eddie was the fact i think this uh, coincides with um our uh, not only our dreams but our spirituality too because just like you said there's something going on there's something going on spiritually there's something going on that's that's wanting to manifest and just like i can't remember who the lady was that made the comment about time passing so fast have you noticed that in the last few months that it seems like days and weeks just fly oh by? yeah I mean, summer's already over. I mean, we're coming up to Halloween. It's going to be Thanksgiving before you know it, and Christmas, be, you know, just around the corner. Uh, you know, it, it's it's nuts. And uh, Darren says, in relation to 911, those poor people that died, 
but had premonitions first. Life before the tragedy was good, and no one expected, so they must have been very in tune. Uh, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they were very in tune because a lot of them were already saying their bye-byes before the day even happened. And Irene says crazy things. Uh, James says, anyone else wakes up at 3 to 3.30 a.m.? I do every night. It's weird, man. I can literally set the alarm to it. Mine is at all hours, James. You know, I know I was just saying how I wake up, but mine is at all hours. It's never at just 3. Sometimes... It's, you know, one thirty, two thirty. Sometimes it's 4 or 5 in the morning. Uh, I've right. had a couple of times when it was 3 in the morning, but not so much. I mean, it's just all over the place. And um, Irene says, yes, nothing makes sense. It's almost like we're in this parallel universe, Rick. And uh, yes. it's just really weird. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Irene says, uh, me too, waking up at 3 or 4 in the morning. Uh, uh, she says it's flying by and uh, James says Irene every night and Irene said yes so this is crazy yeah I can agree I can agree with that because I, I have to wonder like I say Eddie do you think that has a um, is a parallel with our dream state is, is the same as far as being parallel with our spirituality is it our spirit waking at us? And just like you, I was going to ask the chat room again. Um, I'm dreaming dreams that are very vivid. I dream in color, and these colors are just, whoa, off the wall, bright and off and vivid. And um, I'm, I'm dreaming sequential dreams. I go from one state to another, to another, to another, yes. and then I'll wake up. That's exactly what's happening with me. And Sonia says... I wake up around that time too, but only because my dreams are too real. And and I like I said, I bet Sonia has extremely uh, vivid dreams, you know, compared to a lot of us. But you know, I have to say, mine's mine have been very realistic, very vivid, very real in color, uh, and kind of all over the place. Exactly, and that's what I mean about. I mean, I've dreamed about old workplaces. I've dreamed about, uh, and, and a lot of these people that are in my dreams, and maybe the chat can agree with this also, a lot of these people in my dreams that I'm dreaming about now, I have no clue who these people are. Hmm. But you know what? What makes me wonder, Rick, is some of these people that we see in our dreams, are they people we maybe have seen or met or are these people having the same dream, visualizing us in their dream, not knowing who we are at the same time? Is it all connected? That is, is this yeah, something that's... I, 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 do believe, I do believe, Eddie, that a lot of our things that happen in our lives is dimensional. Uh, I can go from um, this world right now, just like I'm looking at my, around in my living room in the den here, and I can actually lay down and go to sleep and transition from this world to dream world and it seems just exactly the same yeah but you know you got to wonder if these people that we're seeing if they're seeing us in their dream or these faces that we've seen at random while we're out moving around 
I mean, where are they coming from? And it's this part of something that's connected worldwide. And this is how we're getting these premonitions by people that are experiencing different things, seeing different things, or have felt different things. And we're in turn getting these feelings from these people we're connecting with in our dreams. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, actually, I think every one of us have to realize that we are exactly what they mean as far as being a true antenna. Okay. We have the ability to zone in, if you will, on different frequencies, on different um, measures and, uh, well, just levels of reality as far as that, as far as reality is concerned. And we have that ability to make that real to us, so to speak. See, and James says, when I get up at three, I'm not dreaming, but it's the same time every night. And then you got Darren Wedlock. He says, I noticed when I think and talk about God, angels, etc., it opens me up and makes me more aware. I think the opposite is true. When people are fearful or negative, it opens them up to dark things. Makes you wonder what kind of effect the bad stuff ha- is having, uh, or is ha- or is happening on people as well. Uh, James says, "So what I've heard is your mind can't fabricate new faces. When you dream of a new face, it's spirits which are visiting you. Which I, it's a possibility. I never thought of that." could be uh people that are yeah. that are already deceased um we have uh james also says uh or i'm sorry sonia says it it's possible that you could have met them through past lives that's another good perspective are these people that you've known in prior lives are these uh people that you've worked with or that you were associated with or maybe uh, related to or married to maybe in a past life and they're coming through during dreams are there people that you know could could all that this be related somehow in some big web or in some root system and Irene Munoz says that's what I was thinking too so I mean there's a lot of possibilities you know from premonitions and dreams and things that are happening around us at all different times all different hours and I mean this type of a conversation can get pretty deep oh it can oh yeah yeah because you have people that uh, just like sonia was talking about uh, that believe in past lives you have people that believe in premonitions as far as the the actual premon i have had those kind of dreams eddie in a premonition state that i will walk into a store or some place and i will sit there and i'll look around and i'll go wow i dreamed this but the M is totally different in reality than what my dream was. Right. Anybody else has had that happen either. Okay, so I was unable to get Tom on board over here. Uh, I know he was wanting to jump on here and talk. Maybe we can get him uh, set up to where he can come on again at some point. Tom, uh, let's work on this uh, at some point, maybe tomorrow or the next day, and we'll see if we can get you set up to where you can come on board and uh, do some talking. But I do have uh, James who uh, I was able to get popped up on over here, and he's been making comments over here. So I want to get some of his perspectives, Rick. Uh, We're going to bring him on board and see what he has to say. Bring him on. Bring him on. 
There he is. You got your studio set up, James? Yeah, I'm trying. Whoa. Got some audio issues, brother. Can you hear us? I lost him. I did too. I think he froze. James, jump out and jump back in. Let's try that. Well, you're you're freezing up. I think you you've got a bandwidth problem going on. I don't think you're, you're Okay, I lost audio. I lost audio. I don't hear anything right can, now. Can you hear us now? Testing one, two, three. Come Just, in, Tokyo. Hello, hello. We're we're trying to get him on here, but he he doesn't get, he doesn't get us. Hey James, can you hear us? Testing one two, testing one two. James, can you hear us? See Rick, this is what happens when you get too fancy with all your uh, studio equipment. I told you, you guys need to learn smoke signals, okay? Hey, if I could light a fire right now in this room and cast some shadows up in the air, I'd be talking to you real well. Oh, hell yeah. James, can you hear us? Are you there, James? Hello, testing one, two, three. I'm talking to you. Hello, hello, hello. Nope, he's getting no audio. No audio. We can hear him. I can hear some background somewhere. Yeah. Is that you, Eddie, or what? No, no, that's him, James. That's not me. I've got total okay. silence over here. Damn it. I do too. Yeah. So, I'm not sure what's going on with him. Let me see here. Yep, nothing on my end. Showing you his guitars there, Rick. I'm drilling. I'm drilling. Yeah, he had he had to bail because he, he's going to have to uh, fix something. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So but no, Eddie. I, no, Eddie. I was I was uh, thinking about this when I started talking to people about what was going on with this nine eleven, and um, when you have that many people, I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you have four or five people saying that this is going to happen, that's going to happen, or that I feel this is going to transpire, whatever, that's one thing. But when you have airline pilots, when you have stewardesses, when you have attorneys and doctors and and lay people that that come forth and talk about what their spouses and what people that they knew did the night before they passed or that, that they didn't come home. And that many people tells me that I think that our our conscious mind and our spiritual mind work together in tandem at the time of anxiety and or um a premonition what do you think i think you i i think it's actually going to be i think just a feeling uh, and, and and wait hang on hold on just a second hold on to that thought there rick i think he's okay. going to try again okay do you copy james um can you hear me yeah we hear you okay cool all right and i can hear you now oh cool there well, we go let's uh yeah, let's... I, had to re- I had to restart the app man i don't know what's <laughs> up with that some kind of glitch or something all right well let's go let's get it jump into the chat real quick here let me get this out of the way cool. here and then we'll uh, get more into what we're talking about here rick um okay uh let's see here uh 
Irene says, I've had dreams that actually do come true. And uh, James, uh, or I'm sorry, Darren says, question is, what do you do about it, though? Like if you have this premonition of this dream, I've received things about the future. But if I put out there, people would think I'm a nut. And yeah, I can definitely see that happening. I think this is stuff that you kind of keep to yourself for the meantime, because I don't think people are quite ready to hear all this. Uh, Sonia says, uh, there was one time where I dreamt of a lady who I have no clue who she was. Months later, a lady came up to me, and as we were having a conversation, I kept staring at her. And I literally asked her, have we met? And she said, no. In the evening, I went through my dream journal and I read the detailed information I wrote about what she looks like. And let's see, what I wrote was described as her. Wow, that is crazy. So you actually did meet her at some point. The thing I like about Sonia is that at so many times that well, people, uh, if they would sit there and write a dream journal, keep, a, keep a, a journal of what's going on in those dreams. And and I fail, even I fail to do, do it sometimes because some of these dreams I've had recently, uh, I'm like, like I'm saying, I, I can't believe that I'm actually dreaming what I'm dreaming, but but it uh, it's, it's a reality when I'm in that dream. Exactly. Now, Rick, go over the question that you asked me real quick, and, and I want to see about... Uh, getting uh james over here to uh answer it oh i was asking if, if it's the same question i think that i that i thought about that was 10 minutes ago but um what is your thought as far as our ability not only spiritually but mentally our mental consciousness and everything working hand in hand um to bring about what we see in our, in our dreams and everything like that sometimes. And what is, what is that ability amount to when we disregard it at times? Okay. So, um, here's the way I see about it. Um, dreams are pretty much, uh, and I'm, I'm speaking out of my opinion. Okay. So dreams are 90%, uh, subconscious. Okay. Um, once you get past the age of five and six, um, your dreams are pretty much subconscious. Is is things that you you see every day and things that you decompress. Okay, so um, if you had a bad day at work and you see a lot of things and all this stuff, it, it's everything that you decompress at night. That's dreams. Okay, um, before the age of six, five, something like that. So um, little kids have like dreams but they're premonition okay um and it's just it's it's a different playing field so when you're older yeah you may have premonition and, and things like that but i think 90 percent of dreams are decompressing uh your your thoughts through the day and you're and you're working things out um in your dreams and in your sleep right so uh the the 10 percent that you have uh could be um something on a different realm you know and i think it's something very serious and i think it's something to take note of um on that 10 percent because that's very important but i think little kids and and people that are you know you know 
six five four stuff like that they see a, a world a lot different than we do you know there, there's they have a premonition and they have uh, insight more than adults do and they lose that you know what i mean they, they actually lose yeah. it well i don't think they actually lose it i think what happens is they're told that it does it's not real and they start losing their abilities the more they're told that it's not real or it can't happen right they're conditioned they're conditioned to the real world and they lose the um the the fantasy world and i, I hate to say fantasy world but um, that's the best thing I can think of how to put that, but they lose that fantasy world because they're con- conditioned to the real world. You know, you know what I mean? I, right. I don't know if I'm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Darren says, mine were spirit box premonitions about President Trump, though, and I don't exactly want the Facebook knocking on my door if they come true. Well, you know what, Darren? I think we need to bring those up, but let's bring them up on Political Analytical tomorrow night. I think that would be very cool. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) So what I'll do tomorrow, Darren, is I'm going to shoot you a link, and you're going to come on board, and you're going to talk about this, okay? And uh, believe me, Facebook ain't going to come knocking on your door. Uh, I think this is stuff that actually needs to come out and see what it is. Tom Rudisill says... Real, I'm sorry, real quick on the the Facebook thing. Um, So you'll see a lot of posts going around. On Facebook, uh, it's like this real legal mumbo-jumbo bullshit that says, oh, I do not give Facebook my uh, authority to right, post any of my right. blah, 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 blah. So you see that Pictures, a lot. yeah. Yeah, so let, let me just, uh, you know, put this on the thing for tomorrow. So uh, when you sign up on Facebook, you agree to the terms and service, and that statement right there is total crap, and you have no say after that so it may be a good talking point for the uh, exactly. political you know you agree to terms of service and therefore you have no legal standing you've agreed to it and they can access all your stuff or your cameras and your your stuff and everything else so but maybe a good talking part for tomorrow so yeah. uh, absolutely you know and, and that that that's very true you know it's amazing that our political show's still on air <laughs> <laughs> no doubt yeah i yeah i gotta agree with that <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? We are actually, you know, just looking here, we're actually out of time. You know, Damn. this this hour went Uh-oh. by quick. Uh, James, can we get you on tomorrow night on political? Yes, sir. What time? Uh, 8 p.m. Yes, sir. I'll be here. Awesome. So uh, with that in mind, well, let's do our closing remarks. Rick, lead the way. Okay. I'll take off, Bubba. Um, I hope and I, and I would like to hear more about what, what people are talking about as far as how this segment of what we did tonight affects you in the essence of what is your spirituality telling you in premonitions and dreams and just like the ones that happened before 9-11, um, I would, I would, I would like for you guys to start keeping a dream journal and maybe at a latter time we can sit there and compare uh, sequences. We can compare dreams. We can everything that we uh, that might come about. I agree. That would be awesome. Uh, James, you got some final closing thoughts? Yeah, man. I just jumped into this, and uh, you know, from what I can pick up, um, I have two kids right now that are sharing the same birthday and uh, today. <laughs> so I'm locked in my isolation room right now. Um, so, but anyway, <laughs> that's why I'm in here, man. It, it's crazy out in the house right now, but, um, I think there's more of an awakening going on right now. 
the the turning tide of the awakening was supposed to be 2012, but I think it extended and now is starting to come about. Um, there's more people awakening and and coming alive, and their and their thoughts and their consciousness is coming together, and it's great to see that on. And it, honestly, that's the only thing that people are kind of agreeing on right now. You know, with the political way it's going right now, man. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, let's just keep it going, man. Let's keep it going and see what happens, guys. You guys be safe, man. I love you guys, and uh, you know, let's just let's keep this thing going. Sounds like a plan, man. Thank you so much for jumping on here, James. I know it was very short for you, but I appreciate you getting on here. Uh, yes, sir. Tomorrow night we can jump on there. I think you got your microphones and everything working. Uh, yeah, it's a work in progress. <laughs> Still Great. working on it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I want to tell everybody thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Um, we we have uh, so much fun on here. Uh, Sean says, "How do I find the political show?" I think Sony answered mm-hmm. that, but. Just uh, get on Facebook, look up Political Analytical. It's got an elephant and a donkey fighting it out. And uh, like the page. Share it on your page as well. Uh, we're we're doing everything we can to put out the political views, and, and we speak our mind on there. We don't hold back. Um, we want to thank everybody. Please share all our shows, whether it's paranormal, whether it's political. And, uh, you know, we, we want to get this stuff out. We want to talk to you guys. We appreciate everybody showing up. Uh, we it, It's fantastic that we have such an awesome audience we love all you guys and uh we just pray that everybody stays safe and uh does the best they can during these hard times and just remember we got to make 2020 a, a great year even though it's coming to an end we've had it really rough we've had it tough we've experienced things we have never experienced before and you know and during this uh 9-11 uh deal that we've had from yesterday you know, please remember all the fallen heroes and all the people that have perished and their families. And uh, I want to send out prayers to everybody. Let them know that we're thinking about you. And uh, we appreciate everything that everyone has sacrificed. Thank you so much, everybody. Once again, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, Political Analytical. And uh, we're going to be on live. So if you want to join us on Facebook, you can. If not, you can uh, pick up our podcast because I turn it into a podcast for everybody. So take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.